Hey y'all, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. This week we're going to talk about Kong Skull Island, mm-hmm. Feud, Betty versus Joan, Raw, As You Are, and Nicki Minaj versus Remy Ma. Dang! With me as always is my wonderful co-host, Adrian Gomez. Hey! What's up? Nothing. I wish you'd do the whole podcast in that voice. What's up? <laughs> my stomach. I'm sorry. We had Shake Shack for the first time in like six months. It has not been six months. Really? No. Months. I haven't had Shake Shack since last year. I haven't been without you. Then there we go. Um, How's your week been? It's been pretty good. I can't remember what I did. Worked. Worked Our video some. came out on Wednesday. Our video came out Wednesday. That was fun. Shot the end of that. Edited. That's it. Live the dream, really. I mean, it's just the best. Um, okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about is Kong Skull Island. If you've never seen a King Kong movie, King Kong is about this big gorilla. And don't watch this one. This isn't the one, I would say. First of all, I find King Kong absolutely terrifying. <laughs> and in all honesty, I closed my eyes for, I'd say, 30% of the movie. I'd say that's accurate. The last half, my I did not have my eyes open. Neither did I, because I was fully asleep. <laughs> I, I opened it every time I heard people speaking, basically. But it just, I, I just, it was not something I wanted to put in my head. You saw the premiere in Taiwan or wherever. That got was absolutely horrifying. That's also my nightmare. This is ape burning. The movie was not good. Besides the fact that you don't like gorillas. Yeah, oh yeah. Put that aside. And I can put that aside. That's the thing. Everybody kept saying, why are you even going to see it? And I'm like, right. I still want to see it. It's a movie. Right. Um, I Here's what I, did, I, I would say about this. And I would also say about Godzilla. And this like set of monster movies or whatever. Is that the human element doesn't matter. So it's it's a story of all these humans interacting with all these monsters, creatures, yeah, and they have no effect on them. So, like toward in the end of the movie, you're like, what? What's, the what's point? happening? Right? Because like they're not affecting him in any way. And in Godzilla, remember they made those other things come so that he would go away, basically. Yeah. Eh, kind of, <laughs> but like in this one, even more so. Him making deep eye contact with Samuel L. Jackson over and over. I was like, no. Was Samuel L. Jackson a good guy or a bad guy? Uh, I think he was kind of the bad guy. I, I just didn't get it. I mean, we went with Hannah and the, the first thing she, she was over, she said, but why did King Kong let them go? Yeah, it's true. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. They Okay, so you know how like halfway through the movie... First of all, there is no such thing as a spoiler alert. There's a giant gorilla and a lot of humans. People die. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> but halfway through the movie, when they actually go to the... Or, like, not halfway. Like, 30 minutes into the movie, when they actually go to the island, and they're all in the helicopters, and that's, like, the big action moment. Right. The movie, I thought, that could have ended right there. Oh, for sure. Because once he sees all the people, and he's throwing all the helicopters around and screaming, yeah. that's the movie. Yeah. There's nothing else to even be discussed or exactly. shown. Exactly. No, at least the other one and that story of King Kong and bringing him to America, that at least has a plot. Yeah. This had no plot. Right. Or not a necessary one. That's true. And I felt like the other one was, uh, there was much more like human elements. Exactly. 
these movies, like, to me, it's just, the thing I will always say about any movie is you can't just, it's like a remake. You cannot just make a movie to make it. Right. There has to be a purpose to tell the story. Did you like the boys from Strata Compton? I thought it was funny they were in the same movie. That is weird. Also, it's weird seeing Tom, what's his face? Hiddleston. In a real movie. Yeah. In a real part. Yeah. Because I only see him as Loki. Right. Um, I can't name a single movie outside of this one that he's done. He did that miniseries on TV. Yeah, but what about a movie? Yeah, I can't. I can't think of one. Is this what he was filming when he was dating Taylor Swift? There's no way. That was... How long ago was Taylor Swift? Last year. I don't know. I don't think they filmed King Kong last year. Um, Brie Larson was awful. Brie Larson was in it. This is her first thing she's done on the big screen since she won an Oscar. That's sad. And she was filming this during the Oscars. So this was before Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. But he... Sorry. I know. Sorry. Just wasn't good. Not worth it. Don't save me. And they're already making another one. So this Godzilla and King Kong will have like a matchup movie. Oh, yeah. That's like it got announced the day the movie came out, basically. Godzilla versus King Kong. Exactly. I'll be front in line. I mean, like, I'll go see it. (laughs) But also, I will say this I don't like gorillas, but they made him especially ugly in this. And didn't he looked more like a human? Yeah. You know, he had, like, we, like the legs were... Yeah, at least in the other one, he looked like a real gorilla. Right. I didn't like He that. had, like, human legs. I didn't like him. The back of his head had, like, that lump. Right. Uh-uh. Not into it. No. Um, two thumbs down. Yes. Um, next, we're going to talk about Feud. Which we just uh, finished. Betty versus Joan. Yeah. So, um, Feud is the newest thing by Ryan Murphy. It's also going to be an anthology series. A little, oh, what do you mean? Like they're going to have another feud next, basically. So I mean, he's just career, rich. Exactly. FX has basically said, you make what you want to make. <laughs> I mean, he has three shows on their network. American all, Horror Story, American Crime, or whatever. And this. Wow. So, and all with like A-list cast. I mean, Annette Benning is going to be in the Katrina thing. It's like, that's when you've like, it's gone to another level. I mean, Kathy Bates, I guess, was the first. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Jessica Lang. Yeah, but he sort of gave her a career again. Kathy? No, Jessica Lang. Oh, that's true. It was like she did Grey Gardens yeah. and then nothing and then popped up as the supporting American Horror Story. Yeah. And then she won everything. <laughs> so it was like her career sort of came back. So he's doing this now. So he's doing this now. It's about Betty Davis and Joan Crawford making Whatever Happened to Baby Jane and their like Hollywood, infamous Hollywood feud. First of all, I don't need to watch it to tell you I'm going to like it. You see, but I was hesitant. I know. You really run into it. When me and Patrick talked about that in the car, that surprised me a little bit. I don't know what it was. I, something about Susan Tran I'm not a fan of. And I am. I always think it's weird, and I've told you this a thousand times. Susan Sarandon is interesting to me because she's always seemed older. Yeah. Like, even when she was, like, in Stepmom and, like, Thelma and Louise, she's always seemed like a woman, like, in her 40s, 50s, that area. And now that she actually is a woman in her later years, Mm -hmm. she's not in anything. Right. So I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me that you played older when you were younger, but then when you're actually that age, you're like, eh. (laughs) I'm like, what are you, like, you're wasting, like, your moments. But, you know, she talked S-H-I-T about my girl Hillary. I know, I know. But that's not, (laughs) I don't look into that. (laughs) Um, but she was great. She's this. first of all, she's fantastic and perfect for this part. Yeah. Um, but there's see the thing that I think works for both of them mm-hmm. is that first of all, it's nice to see Jessica Lang in 
a real part where she plays like a real person right because on american horror story she's always weird yeah. and like the crazy or like has tentacles coming out of her eyes or something nuts <laughs> so it's like it's nice to see her in a part where she's just like a person right with emotion that like exists in the exactly. world um but yeah i thought both of them they both are such big personalities yeah. and so it's perfect for them and stylistically, it's cool. Oh, yeah. It's, like, spot on in yeah. terms of, like, the time period. And, I mean, perfect for Ryan Murphy. Oh, yeah. He obviously, like, was born to play the... I mean, to, like, do this kind of thing. But I thought both of them were great. It's weird because they... I will say this. I worry if there is a separation enough between the two characters. Uh -huh. They sort of are the same person. They sort of gel into the same You character. see, what this all got me thinking about is if they actually don't get along. I know. I've, as soon as we were watching this, I was like, I have to read some books. I need to find a book about this. But in the, I mean, in the case of Susan Strand and Jessica Lange. Oh, and you know what's funny is that later, after that movie came out, yeah. Betty Davis and Joan Crawford didn't get along because of the Oscars. Uh, and what's about to happen at the Emmys? The two of them are going to be in the same category. Right. Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon. Who's going to win? I'd say probably Jessica Lange. You think? Maybe. I mean, we'll see. How many episodes is it? Mm, I don't know. And the next feud is Princess Diana and Charles. And that will be incredible. Have they said who's going to be Diana yet? No, but you said, I, I mean, I told you I think it should be Diana Agron. No, she's too young. Princess Diana was 19 when she got engaged. Oh. Maybe it'll be this girl, the Madman girl. Kiernan. Did you ever watch Diana, that movie with uh, What's no. Her Face? It was not good. Naomi Watts? Yeah, it was not. It was just sort of like boring. And that's such a crazy story. Right. So, mm, but yeah. This was good though. Oh. I'm glad you liked it too because I want you to watch it. I can't wait. The second episode's today. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's 1116. Um, next we're going to talk about two movies that you most likely won't see. And but probably should. won't come to your area. <laughs> However, they'll be on Netflix probably in the next month. And keep an eye. Because that seems to be the trend of movies of that all. are only in one theater. Stop. Okay, <laughs> stop. Um, okay. Oh, first of all, I have to update about Mama June for two seconds. Because we made such a stink about that last time. Yeah. I got more texts about our podcast than I ever have probably from that Mama June discussion. Because it was funny? Because it was so funny and so ridiculous. That makes me happy. Um, so anyway, in the third episode, so the first episode, it's like all fat suit. Second episode, it's like half fat suit. Mm -hmm. Third one, they've cut it. Like, they've caught up with where they should be. Right. I know she had a surgery. Can you sit with that water? Yeah, of course. I know she had a surgery, and I know that that helped her or whatever, mm -hmm. but she really has lost a lot of weight. I'm telling you, like 600 pounds. Yeah, and she was like 600 pounds. <laughs> but like she, well, at first they said post-surgery from where she is now, she's lost 80 pounds. Which she had already lost like a hundred yeah. before that. But she said at her heaviest, she was she was what four four yeah, forty yeah four sixty or something, or something like that. that. And on the one day just had she was two eleven. So she's already lost over two hundred. And the pounds. skin is out of control. Because, they show it. Oh, they, well, they just show it like hanging and stuff. In the next one, it looks like they show like her like without a shirt on. But I mean, she they show her running all the time and doing all this crazy workout and stuff. Like she's no joke, really doing it, which I like. Because a lot of people just have surgery and they just take care of all of it. And by the end, they're showing her what she looks like. In the and real she world. apparently is already there now. Like they've, they're done filming. So she is a size four currently. But is in hiding. But is in hiding. Hasn't left her house in like a month, apparently. 
Well, I guess we'll see what happens. I know. I'm so curious. But she really does look amazing. And I, even if like, she didn't get her skin removed and that was just how she was, yeah. she looks incredible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so the first one we're going to talk about is called Raw. Which we saw today. Or as I like to say it, Raw. Raw, R-A-W-L. I saw a screening of it on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I said, we got to go see this. I won't ruin it for you. Because you just, really, you should just watch the trailer. Give like a one word description. It's about cannibalism. Yeah. But not real. It is, but it, like that's, I I wouldn't say that's how I would summarize it to people. Not really. It's about like, almost like, ha- it's almost like a hazing movie. Oh yeah, exactly. And like trying and to fit in your age. freshman year exactly. of college. Exactly. So this girl that goes to veterinarian school and it's a little more than she bargained for. And her sister's there, and so it's all about their family dynamic and not fitting in. Mm-hmm. But it really is a horror movie about a girl who turns out to be a cannibal. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely disturbing. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was terrifying, because no. it wasn't scary in that way. It was just disturbing. Like, oh, it's yeah. It's creepy. You know, because when it premiered at Cannes or wherever it was, mm-hmm. people were fainting and throwing up, and that's just worth all that. extra. Just walk out. I know. Don't try to sit through it. I did realize, though, the first time it was more cringing. This time I watched like it was, you know, Dumbo. Yeah. It didn't hit me in the same <laughs> way, but I still thought it was fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I was eating popcorn. What? Who made this? Like, have any of these people done anything that we would have seen before? Like the girl that directed it? Or the it? director? No. Or the girl in it? Mm-mm. I think it's like they're all like first big thing. Maybe except for like the dad. It's absolutely gross. <laughs> but it was fun. And like it definitely is like going to be one of those like culty horror movies that people will watch. Oh yeah. It's shocking. It's all like shock value. Exactly. But it makes you think. Oh definitely. There's shit that happens in there that's scary. Mm-hmm. Don't be cursing. Sorry. My mom listens to this. Sorry, darling. Um, the next movie we're going to talk about is As You Are, which... My favorite movie of 2017. Literally, so far, the best. Uh, by the end. Uh, I was reading all the negative reviews about it. I skipped all the good ones because, like, obviously I liked it. But I was like, I don't agree with any of this. I thought I should just comment and be like, you're wrong. <laughs> um, but, anyway, it's... Also this, a coming-of-age movie. Also a coming-of-age movie. It stars... Uh, if you ever saw Hunger Games, the girl, the little girl that dies, who is now a grown woman. Rue. Yeah. Amandla. Her, her name's Amandla. Amandla Sandberg. And she's also in that movie, Everything, Everything, that's coming out, which oh, I'm yeah. reading the book right now, and it is good. But it is a little juvenile reading for me. That's what I was about to say. It's not even like Fault in Our Stars level. It's like meant for like 13 year olds. That being said, I'm reading it. And you've cried how many times? No real, just like teared up. <laughs> I also can't stop thinking about the movie in my head. Yeah. Which I like, because right. I can put voices right. to the thing. It's just like Fallen Our Stars. I read it when the movie was about to come out, and I just wanted to kill myself. Um. Anyway, so it starts that girl and two other people. One of them is the brother from Stranger Things, the one who's obsessed with Nancy. Yeah. And the other one you've never heard of. No. And they're... Um, Unless you watch The Americans like Robin does, because he was on that show. Like a real part on it? Yeah, he was like six episodes. Fantastic. <laughs> so it's about the three of them and sort of like a weird love triangle, friendship triangle, and yeah. It's a coming of age movie. Set in the 90s, which I really liked. Exactly. And they did, I thought, a great job of making it in the 90s, but not harping on that. Exactly right. And not making it a thing where they look like they're in like an MTV. Right. A lot of times when people do like the 80s or the 90s, they look like a very heightened version yeah. of that. It doesn't look real. Right. 
and this I thought was genuine. It was like they had just like settled into it. Exactly. Weird. We saw two coming of age movies, mm-hmm. both drastically different, and both better than Kong. Made for like one one hundredth of the budget and uh, box office. <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting too. This is a guy who directed its first movie. He's twenty three, and he wrote it. And directed it. And was in it. And was in it. And made the music. And, oh, wow. The music kind of reminded me of um, It Follows. Exactly. I think the guy that did it, like, worked on it. But oh. Maybe I made that up. Oh, it's similar, like, tone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, Google it. It's called As You Are, or as I told the guy at the ticket booth, As You Were. Um, and it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And it's it'll, a be on, it'll be on Netflix in, like, a week. And I will watch it It's forever. already not playing in L.A. anymore. That makes me sad. I know. And it was the only other place I was playing. It was like Albany. But like Table 19 is still in theaters. What? <laughs> okay. And finally we're going to talk about this real feud with Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma. Which most of you are all saying who? Nicki Minaj is a rapper. Remy Ma is another rapper. They both had up and coming careers like 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. And they were sort of on an equal playing field. Yeah. Remy Ma got arrested and went to jail for for shooting somebody. Her friend. <laughs> right in the chest for taking her money. Can I bubble this and talk about something else for two seconds? Sure. Did you see that guy that was on the Oscars? The one who Gary. took the pictures with people? Yeah. Did you see what he, he was? Yeah. He had just gotten out of prison for like stealing cologne. Yeah. And got 20 years in prison for that. They'll make a movie about it probably. <laughs> 20 years in prison for stealing cologne. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's absolutely insane. Okay, Unbubble. So Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma rappers. They one of them went to jail. Nicki Minaj became Nicki Minaj, world's famous person. Literally, mm, one of the most famous most famous rapper there. in the world. Yeah, and she, and Remy Ma became nothing. But then she is on Love and Hip Hop. Right. One of them. I don't know which one because I've never seen any of those. Yeah. I didn't need, like that kind of show. I don't understand. Anyway. Not important. <laughs> Remy Ma came out this song like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah. Called Sheether. Yeah. Which is basically a rap song about Nicki Minaj. And it was it's set over the the beat of a Jay Z and Nas diss track I called like. Ether. Okay. So Sheether. And it has like the pink Barbie ripped up and right. blood. Starts with all those guns. Bah, bah, bah. I don't like that. It's Did violent. you like the song though? The Remy Ma song? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely terrible. She cannot rap to save her. Like, that sounds like if I was going to rap. But she is rapping. Like, yeah. that's... But here's the thing. That's just where the big discussion is from. Mm-hmm. Remy Ma wrote a song that was not meant to be played on the radio. It's literally a diss track. Like, it was back in the day. People don't really have diss tracks anymore. No. So before, it was, like, just posted online and whatever people talked about Other than Mariah Carey, Obsessed. <laughs> which is about Eminem. That's not a diss track. Sort of. Nicki Minaj wrote a diss track to be played on the radio. And I guess she only has that platform. So oh, I guess yeah. that makes sense. But there's more people I think are into the Remy Ma one because she had like some real beef about it. Exactly. She drug her through the mud. Oh, yeah. And basically like laid out all these things about her, about her brother, about her career. Relationships. Yeah, exactly. And Sydney, my coworker, made a good point. Yeah. Nicki Minaj had two other people on her song, but she said, there's only so much you can say about Remy Ma. She's only been out of prison for like, a year exactly she's like what could she possibly said for a whole song right right so anyway Nicki Minaj came back with the song this week called No Frauds she also came out with two other songs right one for pop radio called 
something in your tears, regrets in your tears, yeah, I don't know. something like that. It's I don't a, it's kind of catchy, but not like a jam, like super bass. Uh-huh. And then another <laughs> song with Lil Wayne, which I never Wayne, I never Drake. What song that is? All these. Don't bleep yourself. <laughs> the whole thing, like, wrong. <laughs> I love Nicki Minaj. And she's Nicki Minaj. And see, here's the thing. No matter what Remy Ma does, yeah. unless she says, like, I have proof that she murdered somebody, right. will ever affect Nicki Minaj. That's true. Because the people who support Remy Ma and know who know who that is, I, the only reason I even knew of her is because she hosted the VMA red carpet. That's right. And I said, who is Remy Ma? We I laughed about, about that. at the time. Remember she was wearing all green. Mm-hmm. But like, so it's like, eh, you know what I mean? I think it's amazing, of course, like the celebrity aspect of it I'm obsessed with. Right. But like, Nicki Minaj's song ain't no, really, like did not move me in any sort of way. No frauds or whatever. Right. Which is number one on iTunes for like three days. Um, she, I mean, that is the ultimate revenge right there. Her diss track and the other two songs are all in the top four on iTunes. Yeah, but like Remy Ma's was as well. Not anymore. <laughs> Bye. I don't know. But I do, I think it is amazing. And obviously the most attention she will ever get in her career. Oh, of course. And Nicki Minaj had the perfect point. She said, book a guest appearance where you don't talk about me the entire time and see how many offers you get. Zero would be the answer to that. Also, she's teamed up with Fat Joe. If that doesn't show where you are in your career, what does? You know a Fat Joe song? No. What's love got, got to do? Got to do with it, babe. Was that him or Ja Rule? That sounds like Ja Rule. Oh. He had a song with Ashanti, though. Uh, but he also sang, uh, Lean Back. Oh Lean yeah, back. that was number one. That was a hit, <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> it was number one. Okay, our question of the week comes from Caitlin. She says, "Why did Moonlight make such little money? Second lowest grossing Best Picture of all time, and it only is not the lowest grossing because they put it back in theaters after it won, and it made three million dollars altogether, or two million dollars altogether." So it's made $27 million and Hurt Locker's made twenty five. So what's the question? Why do you think that it made such little money? I mean, it just doesn't appeal to the masses. Yeah. it's The, the market for that is literally this big. If you put your fingers together, your pointer and your thumb finger, mm-hmm. the space between that. They also never really promoted that movie. No. I, you didn't see a trailer to it until I showed you. Literally. And it was only playing in L.A. And, like, here's the thing. We live in L.A. Yeah. So, like... I mean, there, we have all the There were no billboards for it never. when it came out. Nope. And it was playing at, like, five theaters yep. ever here. And even now that it's, like, been re-released, at the Grove, they're playing it, like, one time right. a day. And people keep saying, like, oh, it's, like, everybody can relate to it. No, they can't. No. No. That's just not true. I barely relate to it. Yeah. You know what La I mean? La La Land, everybody can relate Every to it. Every single person Everybody can. has a dream... Everybody likes a good, feel-good movie. Yeah. Not everybody can relate to a black man's struggle. homosexual struggle and poverty. Nope. But they like even after it got blew up and did and became like the movie that people were like yeah. so critically acclaimed, they still didn't advertise it that yeah. well. I almost don't believe in my head that that one. I know, but then again, Spotlight won. And name the last time you heard one person mention Spotlight. Right. 
I think about all the time Avatar and how they're making three movies yeah. and how they've opened that park in Disney. Yeah. Name the last time you heard, other than when you're discussing really good 3D movies, yeah. name the last time you ever in any context saw any reference to Avatar. Right. You haven't. Right. Other than that Cirque du Soleil show where they had the posters in the Grove, I've seen nothing ever mentioning Avatar. No. It just doesn't hold up culturally. Right. Moonlight will not. Oh, no way. La La Land will, though. For a hundred years. It's so weird. I think we have probably the most divisive opinions of Moonlight that I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, I know. All my friends, when I put that little thing of yeah. my favorite movie, said, what about Moonlight? Yeah. I was like, what about it? <laughs> it won't do good. Um, that's our question. If you have a question for us, you can email us at letschatwithcurry at gmail.com. Uh, your song of the week. Green light by Lord. I do my makeup in somebody else's car. We order different drinks at the same bars. I know about what you did, and I want to scream the truth. She thinks you love the beach, you're such a damn liar. Those great whites, they have big teeth Oh, they bite you That you said that you would always be in love But you're not in love No more Did it frighten you? How we kissed when we danced on the light of floor On the light of floor But I hear sounds in my mind Brand new sounds in my mind It's good. It's grown on me for sure. Oh, I was, you know, I was dancing. The first time I heard it, I thought, this is good. It's just weird. Her genre is such a shift. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Right. But even in the second song, which is called... Liability. It's such a different kind of song for her. Yeah. She's reinvented herself. Yeah. I'm curious to hear what a whole CD is going to sound like. Yeah. Because those songs already sound so different. What about you? Mine is, uh, it's actually a cover. It's by Liana Le Havis. <gasps> Say a little prayer, a cover of the amazing Aretha Franklin song, obviously. The moment I wake up, before I put on my makeup, I say a little prayer for you. Welcome in my head. And what dress to wear now I say a little prayer for you Forever and ever You stay in my heart And I will love you Forever and ever We never will part Oh how I love you Together, together 
is how it must be to live without you would only mean heartbreak for me. It is good, and she sounds, I mean, she can really sing. Oh, I can't wait to listen to that. Um, but yeah, she's incredible. I'll also say this. I'm amazed that Lady Gaga song is a hit. Which one? Million Reasons. It is a hit? All of a sudden, now it is. It's, like, well, first of all, it's been a hit on Hot 100 because of iTunes. Yeah. But now they're like playing on the radio. It's like 15. <laughs> That's insane. And it's that song, song came out mo- months ago. <laughs> and she's been promoting it to no end. <laughs> and I say, you good for you for sticking to your guns. <laughs> Um, okay, I locked myself out of my phone, so I'm not sure what's next. <laughs> oh, this week you're looking forward to... Beauty and the Beast. Me too. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, I already have a love-hate with it going into it. First of all, that CGI, I know it's going to be bad. I know. I will say, that is what I will say about King Kong. Effects-wise, it was great. Oh, yeah. It made it look real. Um, but yeah, I'm so curious to see. Me too. And it's like I love the John Legend and Ariana Grande yeah. thing, other than the music being bad. But the Celine Dion song was just okay. Right. She sounds like she doesn't speak English. She doesn't. But like <laughs> she's saying, My Heart Will Go On didn't sound like you could understand her. She's getting old. Don't say her. that. She's not getting old. Um, and finally, your goober of the week. Okay, mine's Kristen Stewart. Why? For shaving her head. How? Like buzzed it? Yes. Pull up a picture. Ew. I just think that's such a ploy. It, ever, her whole career has been a ploy. But, I mean, every, everything's a ploy. Kelly Clarkson crying at every concert is a ploy. No, she's emotional and pregnant. I mean, she was on the Facebook trending thing once a week because she was crying. That's because she's emotional. That's not a ploy. Yep. You're mean. Why do you always, when you dig at me, you always bring up Kelly? Because, I mean, it's so easy. So mean. Look at her. Hang on. Pause. <laughs> we'll just say you. She looks terrible. Turn your phone off. I don't ever want to see that again. I'll tweet it. Okay. That's um, my I, new thing, tweeting in the Yeah, podcast. I love it. I'll retweet. <laughs> I'll retweet you. Um, my goober of the week, Samuel L. Jackson, for saying that British black actors should not be in American movies. There's enough roles for them there, and that they're taking away roles from American black actors. I mean, that's just so ignorant. On every, like, there's not even anything I can really say to that. It's just on every level, stupid. And he was referring to Get Out, which he should be thrilled about. It, as an, a black actor, you should be thrilled that a movie by an African American direct, writer director with an African American lead, or an African, uh, what, what do you call it? An Af- a black person from the UK? British. A black British, a black Brit actor. Right. As a lead, you should be thrilled. Right. That's fantastic. That's an amazing thing. Instead, you're finding negatives about it. Right. Stupid. Stupid. I hate it. Also, I'm not a big fan of his. Um, yeah, I, mean, I find no. him so distracting in every movie. Yeah. Because he's not an actor anymore. He's like a caricature. Even in Kong. Right. I was like, Ugh, enough. Turn it off. <laughs> um, okay, so that's our podcast for this week. If you want to hear us outside of this podcast, you can follow us. And watch our first episode of our new format of Let's Chat at youtube.com slash C slash Curry Terrell. You can follow us on Instagram at Curry Terrell at Adrian J. Gomez. On Twitter at Curry Terrell at Yo Adrian J. Gomez. And on Facebook.com slash Let's Chat with Curry. 
And if you have a question for us, you can email us at let's chat. I have a lot of like air in my mouth. I just like oh. you're dry. I know. <laughs> what was that on? Let, uh, you oh, you can email us if you have a question at let's chat with curry at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week. Beauty and the beast.